You're listening to Strong Runner Chick Radio, episode 35. Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Before we get to the show, this is Megan on, and we just got back from the first ever Strong Runner Chick retreat that we had in Boulder, Colorado. And I just wanted to thank everyone that came to the retreat. All 20 women there were just incredible people. And if you're listening to this and you went, I love you guys. You are awesome. Um, In addition, we had several presentations by great speakers. Neely Spence Gracie being one. Dr. Josh Runs from SteadyMD. And... Melody Fairchild, who is local to Boulder, Samantha Sundstrom, Ashley Mena. Um, we are so grateful for all of you guys, Steph, and everyone that came out, as well as our sponsors, uh, Kodiak Cakes, Explore Cuisine, and Boulder Organic Coffee were some of the standouts, as well as Fast Zach and TheraBand and Rad Mobility. You guys are awesome, and you really helped make the retreat a success. So I just wanted to say thank you. Um, I know there's a lot more of of you guys out there that I could thank, but in the meantime, uh, enjoy this episode. It is very adventurous to listen to the life of Danny Moreno, so really excited to share this episode with you, and have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, morning, wherever you are. Thanks, and talk to you guys soon. Hey, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. Today we have with us Danny Moreno. I should have asked how to say your last name. Did I say that right? Yeah. 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 Moreno. Danny Moreno. She is a professional trail runner sponsored by uh, shoe company Hoka 1-1, as well as a female run apparel brand named Rabbit. She was a member of the USA Long Distance Mountain Team last year and will be trying to earn a spot on the USA Short Distance Mountain Team this year. She currently trains and resides in Santa Barbara, California, which sounds beautiful. She was also (laughs) one of the Xterra World Championships last year, woo woo, which is awesome. Woo, woo. I ran those too, and they were tough. Her first oh, race nice. this year, yeah, will be at the GoPro Mountain Games in Vail, which I am so so excited to hear more about. Um, sounds like you are quite the badass runner with all these uh, trail races that you do in the Mountain Games. Wow, Danny, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, Danny, we're so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for being on. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to be on. I'm very gracious that you guys asked me to come on. Absolutely. Um, so for listeners, Danny reached out and shared um, one of her powerful blog posts, uh, which we will get to later in the episode about being a true runner and the runner body type. Um, so we'll talk a lot about that. But 
Danny, how did you first get your start in distance running? Oh, man. Uh, I like to think that I've always been running, but that definitely has not been the case. I, uh, I started, I guess, really in middle school. I think everyone kind of does this. They have, like, their PE tests you know, and um, <laughs> we would do like the half mile each week and a mile every month, which, you know, everyone just thought was like the death of them. And <laughs> I remember that I would specifically pick like my gray pair of Converse shoes because those were like my fast shoes. And I would try and beat as many guys as possible because I was a soccer player and I kind of already had like the endurance under me. Uh-huh. And so I was able to beat most of the girls. And um, yeah, pretty soon, like, already in seventh grade I was being the whole school and I just thought it was you know fun and competitive and my PE coach was like you should stop doing soccer and just run and I was like no I don't know how you do that <laughs> like why would you do that you know like yeah I like to run with a ball and kick the ball and stuff like that and um finally my eighth grade year she's like if you guys don't put her in a track club or something like I'm gonna start <laughs> coaching her my parents were like okay I can't pull. <laughs> we'll have to do something with her. And so my, my dad started coaching me, which was pretty funny. He would just say like, go to the park and run two laps and come back as fast as you can, you know? And I yeah. still had no idea what was going on, but I loved it. It was, it was fun. I think it was also just uh, bonding with my dad, you know, which was yeah. cool because my mom coached me in soccer and it kind of like opened that relationship with him. It was like our thing um, of sorts. Cause I yeah. was uh, his oldest well, his oldest girl is my mom. He didn't have any boys yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of cool for him too. Um, but yeah, and then high school is when I really started liking it. Um, and it's kind of interesting with like the whole body image tie into because my yeah. sophomore year of high school, I went through puberty like any normal girl does. And mm-hmm. I just had super low self-esteem because I got really well I wasn't slow by any means like no one's slow but I was a lot slower than I was my freshman year whereas my freshman year I was getting college letters and it was actually pretty traumatizing (laughs) like other coaches were like oh she's never going to be fast again like why are you guys even joining these races and like um actually really sort of mean to me and so I was like, well, I shouldn't run anymore. And luckily my coach and my mom were like, no, you're just stronger now. You know, like uh-huh. it's not that you're heavy, you're just stronger. Like you need to use your strength otherwise. And it really wasn't until my senior year of high school that I was like starting to really like running again. And I understood that because obviously as a high schooler, if you're just <laughs> slow, you feel like you're slow. You're like, oh, it's the end of my life. You know, uh-huh. being all dramatic. Um, <laughs> And so that just obviously senior year played out well, got recruited for UCSB. I ran there for five years because I redshirted and then I took a solid break off and then I found mountain running, which was um, the best decision of my life ever. Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to get to that and I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, what a journey. Sorry, that was kind of long. No, that was perfect. I love it. I didn't have to do any digging and now there's so much to build on from there. So that really gives us a good foundation just to know where you got your start. I'm curious to know, like when your parents first started coaching you, I can't even imagine that because my parents even (laughs) helping me with homework was a struggle sometimes. How did that work out? Like, did it actually, um, it sounds like it worked out well, positively, correct? Um, yeah, it was definitely positive. Uh Luckily, um, 
for them, they saw running as, well, I was honestly very fortunate enough that I was kind of naturally was speedy at right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad would always be like, well, I'm not really coaching her. She's just running faster on her own. <laughs> but also it was. He just takes thing. credit. Very, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Me. Um, I was I was very like introverted uh-huh. for a while um, like wouldn't talk to anybody and running was the one thing that I did that didn't involve, involve a team and I think my parents really liked that for me because it was like a confidence builder uh-huh. um, and my dad had like a little bit of running background but for them it was like purely positive whereas like other things I could kind of like hide behind everyone else and they're they're like find your voice you know find yeah. what makes you you and running finally, it honestly provided me with that like independent thinking and like confidence as like a young woman growing up. And I mean, it's yeah. been amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's really unique. And I just, I've kind of noticed that in runners, like uh, some very powerful, successful runners that I know that make an impact in through running, but they don't have, they're not the loudest in the room. You know, they're like quieter yeah. and I'm an introvert too, but just they make a big impact on a, like a, yeah, it's like in a quiet sort of way, but it, I like that. Um, so running almost gave you that way to kind of like an outlet sort of. Yeah, no, definitely. And it, it honestly, my parents kind of laugh at running too and me because now I'm the complete opposite and you can't get me to shut up. So <laughs> it like opened up a whole box. Of, like, oh yeah. Like, they're like, so this is what was hiding them there. Cause I'll be, uh, you know, after, after any run, I'm just like, yada, 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 yada. Oh yeah. Stop. <laughs> you know, runner's high, right. Or yeah. You gotta, talk, you gotta have something to say to those, uh, when you're winning races out there and you're getting asked, you know, tell us about this and interview for podcasts. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, Yeah. So when did you make that transition? Because I know at some point, right, you went from being coached by your dad to being coached by someone else, right? Coach in high school, college. Mm -hmm. um, My, so my dad coached me in eighth grade and then I got picked up by like a a local club and um, I ran with them. It was like the equalizers out of Tustin. They weren't really local actually. We had to drive like an hour to get there. (laughs) They were like the only club near us. Were you? uh, I just ran with them for like a month. No, I was, um, I grew up in Downey, which is in LA and I went there, you know, elementary, middle and high school. So, so they didn't have a team, like a distance running team. Oh, um, that was just eighth grade. And then my high school years, and that's when the transition happened. Yeah. And then I got my high school coach, which I mean, he, Jay Waldron at Warren, I mean, he's still a family friend, life changing. Like I said, when other coaches were saying, I was like, quote unquote, like washed up, which that's so mean to say to a high schooler. Like, why would you ever say that? Um, He was, he always had my back and he always believed in me. And yeah, he was great. Yeah. Wow. And then you ended up, I mean, obviously he did a wonderful job. Well, both of you, because you ran in college, right? So, um, how did you make that decision to run collegiately and how did you choose Santa Barbara of all places? Um, uh, gosh, well, it was a very hard decision. (laughs) High school. So my coach, like I said, was great. Um, my team, I would argue was even greater. I just had a great, uh, like 
the group of girls that we had, everyone was just striving to be their best. And along with that um, came, you know, like college recognition and college is asking like who on our team are seniors. And then that's when it, my eyes kind of opened. And I was like, wow, like I can run somewhere, you know, maybe get a scholarship for it and like wow. keep, keep doing it essentially, you know, and I never thought in a million years that I would, you know, have that opportunity. And so my parents, of course, they're like, we'll try to visit as many, as many schools as possible. But we still want you close. Whereas I was like, I'm going to go far away. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> and, I did that um, too. Yeah. <laughs> and so I mainly just looked at schools in California, um, visited a couple of Cal States, a couple of UCs. And you, the main thing that I wanted was because I had such strong camaraderie on my high school team was that I wanted to go onto a college team that felt like that because I couldn't imagine being part of anything less. And um, UCSB, like their like team pride and was just radiant from right from the beginning. The girls were like a family. It was just far enough away from home and growing up in LA or like the inner parts of LA, I was always dying to go to the beach too so uh-huh. in my head I was like oh I'll run in you know my sports bra on the beach every day you know it's oh like yeah kind of this fantasy sort of thing we didn't actually run on the beach it turned out but we ran very close to it um <laughs> but the coach was great he believed in what I wanted to do as a runner and yeah it honestly ended up being it ended up being an easier decision than I thought it would be which was awesome. And I don't regret anything. Sounds like a natural fit then that worked out really well. And you stayed there all four years or all years of college. Yeah. So I redshirted in my fourth year, uh, my track season or no, my cross country season. And then I ended up staying a fifth year. Okay. What was your major? Um, I studied political science with an emphasis Oh, I just lost you. Which was Emphasis primarily on school history. In history? In history, yeah. Okay, cool. When, we, when you first went to college, did you envision yourself running after college or did you have other plans in, you know, in the field that you were studying? I was full on. <laughs> I did not ever think I was ever going to run post-collegially. To me, that was unfortunately I put myself in a you know I don't know a box or something I was like that's for only the mm-hmm. college and I was set on being an FBI field agent for my entire <laughs> college career <laughs> um <laughs> my parents were both involved in law enforcement and so I was like oh this makes the most sense and I can you know help help the world and stuff like that and by the end of the uh-huh. By end of school, I was the complete opposite of that decision, and I still didn't think I was going to run professionally, and I actually was an outdoor guide uh, right out of school for uh, just about two years, which was really fun. Wow, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Did you need a little break time by that point? Did you feel burnt out at all? Yeah, uh, sad to say, I, I was actually very burnt out. I yeah. never wanted to run on a track again. I was like, I don't want to have to run. I don't want to have to log miles. Um, it's, you know, looking back, uh, there's certain things that I'm, I don't know. You can easily like point your finger and be like, it's this fault or, you know, this, 
uh, events fall or something like that. But in the end, it's just you talk to any D1 runner, um, male or female, you know, uh-huh. I feel like the female side of it gets a lot more um, limelight just because of the weight thing, too. It's a little bit more, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, apparent. But it's just you put so much pressure on yourself as a D1 athlete and with school and, you know, runners particularly, it's such a perfectionist sport. You know, it's like you have your splits, you have your mileage, you have your food, you have, you know, you get this much yeah. sleep. You don't go out with your friends because you have a, you know, a long run in the morning. Uh-huh. And uh, depending on the type of personality you are, you can sometimes really just take that to the extreme, which yeah. I definitely did a handful of times. And you don't realize it because to you, you are so drawn in by the fact that you're like, I'm doing this to obtain like a goal, you know, Uh I'm not, so I need to do everything perfect. And if I don't, then this goal isn't obtainable. And, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you don't realize it. And then once you step back, you're like, wow, that was a very vicious cycle, you know, you're happy when you're out of it. And when you see other girls in it, you you just want to shake them and be like, no, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so hard. It. Then, no. And when your coach too, sometimes, I mean, not to say your coach was like this, but a lot of collegiate yeah. coaches also instill this, right? They're like, you can't do this. You can do this. And, you know, these are your hours, you, you know, trying to prevent people from going out or partying and getting them to be really, exactly. really strict, which is the total opposite. Which, I mean, it's hard because you're like, well, that sucks. But then you have to, like, be empathetic to their situations. Like, oh, it's their job. You know, they have to produce that, you know, great athletes. And sometimes it just gets a little, like yeah. you said, uh, a little too far. Just because the athletes are already so hard on themselves, you know. And that's something uh-huh. something I feel like people sometimes forget. It's like, we are the hardest critics of ourselves, oh, you know. yeah. Is there anything looking back that you would tell yourself or do differently um, in those collegiate years that may have helped you, you know, not be as burnout or prevent burnout? Yeah, I would have toned down on the mileage. I was pretty mileage obsessive. I was at one point running like 100 mile weeks back to back to back. And um, (laughs) I have not even touched that since and I'm way stronger now (laughs) so Uh um and I would have told myself to definitely have eaten more um like more protein and stuff I was like kind of similar to that blog post I did you know obsessed with obtaining that runner look and I was like well I can't I can't be too bulky you know and I just want to slap myself now um, and I would have told myself to have a beer because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you're 21. To yeah. 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 <laughs> to just chill out and it's okay to have a beer and uh-huh. hang out with your friends on a Friday night, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, those would probably be the three biggest things. Yeah. Oh, those are really good pieces of advice. I feel like that applies at any age too. It's not just college. Like, relax, have a beer. You know, sometimes people need to just hear that or, um, not that we're advocating that on <laughs> strong runner chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not saying have a beer. Yeah, you're underage, Especially, don't you know, I don't want to go against coaches on here or anything, but I think that's good yeah. advice for people that, you know, just to relax and like have fun sometimes and let loose. And, um, wow. Yeah. That's, and, yeah. that's powerful. Can I would think- say, yeah. Also, the last one would be uh, to focus on recovery 
it's really easy to get caught up. The team is like the best thing that could happen for you, but also at the deal level, you know, it's pretty competitive and, um, you know, everyone's always trying to get spots and stuff. And sometimes you're like, Oh, I'm picking it up these last few miles. Oh, let's all pick it up, you know, sort of thing. And, um, one of my, the best references that my current coach always makes to me is that they did a interview with Ryan Hall, you know, at the end of his career. And they also asked him like, what's one thing you would change? And he was like, I wish I recovered more, you know, over the long spiel of thing, like really, really listen to your body and not be so obsessed with the numbers. Your body is a lot smarter than you give it credit for. That's for sure. Yes. Very true. So I want to kind of transition into yeah. building upon these lessons learned. And I do want to know how you in- integrate them now, but how did you like eventually, when did you know that you wanted to do post-collegiate running? Because it sounds like you were kind of burnt out for, you know, two years you said, and then um, did that spark kind of hit you at some point or what, what was the uh, first race that you, you know, wanted to sign up for? Yeah, so I, uh, there was a, um, what's it called, a apparel brand in town that was just starting up. They hadn't really started, called Rabbit, who I'm now sponsored by. Uh-huh. And they had kind of hit me up at, as I was ending college, and they're like, we're looking for runners. And I was like, yeah, I'm interested. You know, didn't do like a full commit, um, just because I was kind of burnt out. And I was like, I don't know if I could keep running and doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. So with my guiding which was really cool it was a nonprofit where we went like all over California um that was my first guiding job and then I did a uh, sea cave kayak guiding at the Channel Islands um yeah no, I loved it <laughs> yeah it was awesome. That's um, cool. yeah um naturally you know I was in these beautiful places and what other way to really you know let some steam off by hanging out with kids and uh, mm-hmm. stuff and then running in these beautiful places. So slowly but surely, I was on whatever trail I was near. Um, but I wouldn't go with my, I told myself, I'm like, don't think about miles, just like enjoy running again, you know. So I'd go run for 20 minutes or something and, of course, be desperately out of breath because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to um, <laughs> But I slowly but surely started doing that. And then it sounds really um, – I don't know, like a movie or something, but in Santa Barbara, we have beautiful mountains. And I was like, I think I'm going to try to start running to the top of those. Like, I don't know what's out there. Um, And, you know, it would be fun. And I don't like hiking because it takes too long, you know, too much of my day. So I'm like, I'm just going to start running. So I just, you know, Googled trails in Santa Barbara and I would just run up a trail one day, you know, do like, 10 minutes up and then 10 minutes down and then 20 minutes up and then 20 minutes down. And then I just started adding more and more time because, you know, naturally competitive and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if there's um, like a race for, you know, like it uh-huh. would just be fun. Yeah. And so uh, there was like a 10 K race up in slow, which is about an hour North of us. And I won it, you know, and was like the first person overall in total. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's, you know, it's a small, I just have speed from college then. And um, then what really sparked it was there's this, the La Sportiva Cup. They didn't have it last year, but the year before, um, there was this race in San Francisco. And I was already going to San Francisco this week with friends to like, you know, hang out uh-huh. and stuff. And I was like, hey guys, is it okay if I do this race in the morning? And there was prize money. Um, 
and I was like, I doubt I will get in the top 10. It looks like there's past people in this race. Um, and it was a 25 K and I'd never raced that long in my life. And I was just like, happy, go lucky, go run it. And then I win the prize money and like set a course record. And I was like, what is this? This is awesome. You know, <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is the best thing ever. And after that race, Hoka actually reached out to me and I was like, what, you know, I can get sponsored for this. This is so cool. And it was just a completely different style running. Um, just because every course is different, you know, and honestly, I feel like it's where my heart was at forever, just because I've always been such an outdoor person and not going around in circles and you just have so much freedom and the training is really, you know, versatile depending on the person and the course. Um, yeah, so that's what, that's what happened. And from there, it's yeah. been kind of hilarious because that three days a week, <laughs> I was like, I refuse to be on a training plan again. And then <laughs> we did like the USA trail half and I got uh, fourth and then I was like, okay, wow. I should get a coach. I should, I should start doing this again. Um, so then I got a coach and I've been at it since then. So I could, I would say that I've been actually training for like the last just over a year, which has been cool. Just over a year that you've been training? Well, back, back to training. Yeah. Before that, I was just running like a few times a week, which was nice. I still needed that mental break. Yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah. impressive. You have accomplished quite a lot in a year of just being back to training, like having won yeah. the world championships of trail running. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a cool story. And you have me inspired too. So listening to you talk about summiting peaks, um, I just moved out to Utah less than a year ago and I haven't summited any peaks yet here, but I keep hearing that that is the thing to do. And just looking around at like Mount Timpanagos and Salt Lake and uh -huh. like Logan Peak, which is local. I just, I'm inspired now to want to like actually do a peak and not just run a trail. You know, does that add like a oh, yeah. element to like get to the top and especially to something you don't think you could do, right? Like if it's 9,000 feet up. Yeah. I mean, honestly, go do it. You will be so <laughs> addicted. I always am just like, I'll just make jokes with people at work and stuff. I'm like, you know, that smells like peaks that meet bagging, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. And, um, Real running jokes. Yeah, right. It's yeah. classic. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's you honestly should. It's I don't know. Um, for me it's just it's an end goal, you know, and it's very obvious what the end goal is, is getting to the top. Obviously some tops yeah. are a little bit more confusing than others. Um, but I think yeah. also working up to that goal. Some people are just like, Oh, I didn't get to the top, like I failed that run. It's like, no, that is completely fine. Like your body isn't gonna feel great every day and it's better if you were to work on getting up to a peak than if you got it the first time you know yeah it's a uh, it's just so much more rewarding they always so say it's about the I would, process right it's like if you miss your PR you don't say oh well that's that right like I'm done with trying for that PR right oh yeah no it's, it's it. exactly yeah. like that the process it's gonna yeah. be so much more rewarding too yeah so how do you enjoy the process? I'm curious as to what, um, give us a little insight into kind of what is your running 
program look like now? And um, like, do you say, you know, in the morning, I'm going to wake up and run this peak or um, it sounds like now. So at the time of this podcast, Danny's out uh, off of a trail. So did you just come from a run? Like, do you <laughs> travel to, you know, meet up with groups or what is, what is your running schedule like now that you're not in college? Oh, it's amazing. I have so much free time. <laughs> no. um, yeah, this morning I actually, so I'm working on my skydiving license right now. So I did wow. that in the morning. Um, you live an then, adventurous life. That is like <laughs> awesome. I'm going to aim for what you're doing. <laughs> just to, I just try to fit as many activities in as possible. <laughs> um, so I did that, which is actually an hour north of where I live. It's the closest drop zone and then on my way back I hit the backcountry which is actually Los Padres National Forest and then I did my long run back here which was just a two-hour long run which ended up being like 14 miles Um, but it's really nice back here because we have all the golden poppies that are blooming if you've seen any pictures of Santa Barbara lately, it's the very Instagram worthy pick right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. There's like fields and fields of poppies and wildflowers and there's water still back here. And it usually lasts for like a couple weeks and then the heat kind of, yeah. you know, gets it. But yeah. as far as a training plan, I actually am in love with my current one. Uh, my coach, Terry Howe, he's based out of SB and he coaches a couple other really amazing athletes. Um, so his wife, she actually was the one that introduced me to my first trail in Santa Barbara, just through a friend of a friend. And she is a beast. Like this lady, uh, Amy, she, I don't know how old she is. Cause I don't want to put a number on her cause she can literally be anyone's butt that I know. <laughs> um, but wow. her downhill is like impeccable, but he, so he kind of bases my training from what I understand, like off of stuff that he's done with her and then also what he does with his track and road athletes. And so we do two hard weeks of trails and then one flat week. Um, and that's something that we just started this year, which, oh. cause last year we were doing trails, but it ended up being too much trail work for me. And I was kind of losing my speed where speed kind of helps me, um, with my competitors a lot of the time. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's so really this week was a trail week. I have never heard yeah. of that before, like a trail week versus, because I just graduated last uh, May from collegiate running. So I, I've started running trails, but I think for people listening to, it's really interesting to hear what trail, how different trail running is too. Like you said, you ran, you know, 14 miles in two hours. Some people are like, and not that that sounds slow, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's, oh yeah. it sounds slow to someone who runs 1500s on the track all the time. Like I think, um, or it might sound slow to someone. Cause I first thought, Oh, like I can only run this much in two hours or this much in my normal long run. And for that period of time, right? Like you have to get used to, um, running a little bit slower. So what are some of the, like, I guess, things that people should know when they're getting into trail running? Yeah, honestly, you hit it right on the dot. Anyone who's ever asked me, I always tell them, go by time first and just ignore the miles. You know, you, the biggest thing is you need to get strength going up and down. People don't realize that, yeah, you need strength going up, but you need just as much going down because your quads, you know, depending on how vertical it is, um, or how steep it is going down, like they get beat up real, real bad, you know? 
Um, and especially technicality too. If you're focused on the mileage, no, you're just going to be sad all the time. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> yeah. uh, you need to work on like your footwork, uh-huh. um, strengthening your ankles, obviously having good balance and core. So you're not, you know, falling, eating crap and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, time on the feet is probably the biggest thing. And then also, don't be scared to bring water or like goose or something when you first start running because you're not going to be conditioned to be out on the trails for that long either, which I was kind of ignorant with that at first. I wouldn't take water because I never took water, oh, you know, yeah. in college. I am like that too. So I'm making all these mistakes. <laughs> Call me up. This is good. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm like, your I body needs to carry that pack around, but I need to. Yeah. Yeah. You need to. And races too. Like when I first started racing, I literally made the mistake like three times. Oh. where I would get cramps and I'm just like, why am I getting cramps? And people are like, are you taking water? And I'm like, why would I take water for a 12 mile race? And they're like, Danny, take water, you know? And yeah. I just, I just finally, when I first started, when I finally started taking water, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Danny, you yeah. know, like, duh. but yeah, your body just works differently. You're, you're going at different speeds, you know, whereas on the track, you're constantly, well, you're optimally, like trying to be on the same pace for the whole thing whereas trails is like you're going up then you're going fast down and you're changing elevations constantly and your body isn't going to be conditioned for that right away right um so yeah water and food are important time on the feet and yeah strengthening the ankles and core are really important as well oh good stuff so you mentioned that and too. a hat oh and a hat <laughs> yes you got to get some yeah. gear on right and yeah. like protect yourself yeah Okay. Yeah. You're so right though. A hat is essential. Um, and all of those things really. So, um, you mentioned that trail running is kind of a strength sport. Uh, I'm just curious to know, do you have a go-to strength routine or like ankle type exercises? Do you try to do those, you know, on the daily or every few days as part of your routine? How do you stay, um, you hadn't mentioned yet. Did you, have you ever been injured? How do you stay injury free as a runner? Yeah. Um, so I've only had one injury since trail running and it was not related to running at all. I fell climbing. So, oh, so <laughs> then climbing. Then my running. Yeah. I oh, I just got I'm into worried. that. I'm kind of worried now. <laughs> just climbing? make sure I was, I was bouldering. Okay. Yeah. So I, most I am not bouldering anymore. Okay. I'm just top roping, which is good. Yeah. Um, but as far as strengthening, honestly, do you know what a BOSU ball is? Yes. It's like the half ball and it's flat. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just do tons of stuff on there. You know, like I'll look up like YouTube videos and stuff. But I pretty much will do that like every single day because it doesn't wear and tear on you like weightlifting does. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, I know there's a lot of trail runners that weightlift. And it works great for them. But yeah. for me, just being on the trails themselves is, works well for me. Huh. I yeah. think if – and I was kind of like that in college too. If I do too much weight, it's a little bit too much just for me personally. Yeah. Um, but I, I do core every single night. And then uh, don't laugh, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I consider all my other activities strength training. So like climbing and like being in the water. Oh, um, I don't think that's funny. Snowboarding when I'm snowboarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And snowboarding. So those, all that. Yeah. those activities give me like different types of strength depending on the season. Climbing, yeah. especially like with your core and your arms uh, and your back, 
I've never been stronger in my life and it, it helps yeah. a lot with my running. I've noticed awesome. at least. But don't do it every day, right? There's some climbers out there that climb every day. That's crazy to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, just a few times a week, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. With running. I, sometimes I blame my lack of climbing skills or for that day, if you're tired, it's like, oh, it's because I ran this morning, right? Like on the trails. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like factor all of that into life. It's pretty amazing though, what you've been doing. So what's currently making you thrive in your life? What does a day in the life of Danny look like? Is there a typical day or, um, anything that is <laughs> profound in the last couple months of your life? Um, well, I honestly just enjoy everything that I'm doing, which I think helps a lot. Uh, I work at a, com- a tech company, uh, in Carpinteria, which is a little south of Santa Barbara. So I do have a full-time job. Um, but I think for me, honestly, it's the fact that I don't just run. So when I do run, I enjoy it even more. Uh, mm-hmm. So doing coupling it with those other activities and just having that balance, like I'd said previously, that I kind of lacked in college. So just giving more time to time to my friends and my family and doing these other things that also make me happy in addition to running. Um, it just relieves so much weight off your shoulders because at least for me personally, and again, cause there's people that just run and they love it and that is beautiful. You know, that totally works for them. But I feel like for me, I'm just a, such a sporadic person and thinker <laughs> that I constantly need, you know, other things or else I'll just start, yeah. you know, just thinking about running. Mm-hmm. Um, So I just feel like I'm constantly on that high and I'm also just really (laughs) obsessed with inertia. I really believe that like, if you just keep going, that you could just keep doing stuff. So people are always like, how do you fit so much stuff into a day? You know, it's (laughs) like, you just keep going. You just make that decision to keep going. You believe that you can do more than just one thing in a day. Or if you are doing one thing, just believe that that's what is making you the most happiest. It's, it's all a mindset to just constantly find, I don't know, just gratitude and optimism in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll just always have a beautiful grin on your face. That's really inspiring. You should write a book. I I mean, I'm serious. (laughs) Like I never thought of when you said it's all about inertia. I mean, that's a really cool analogy or a way to put it because people ask me that too. Like, how do you do it all? And I mean, I don't know. It just, I don't take, and also how do you not like go take a nap or, I mean, I have nothing against naps, but personally they don't work for me. Like just taking a huge gap in your day to go sleep and go home is like, no, I got to keep going. Right. So yeah. Oh, but maybe we all need to settle down. I don't know. <laughs> we could use a little. Yeah, no, I definitely. Stuff. That's good too. I definitely have those days too. Yeah. <laughs> or those weekends yeah. and stuff where I'll just come home and I'll be like, I'm just going to lay here. For sure. Um, yeah. Keep just laying here. So. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like right now, um, other than, I mean, skydiving sounds really cool. Um, you're also <laughs> prepping for the GoPro mountain games, which sound really uh, good. Yes. What are they? I don't know um, much <laughs> at all about them. What's in store for the GoPro games? I am so stoked for those. They're going to be awesome. Um, basically it's like, I believe it's three days. It might be four, but it's in Vail, Colorado at uh-huh. like the ski resort. And it's 
somebody was telling me the other day that they used to be sponsored by Teva, but now they're sponsored by GoPro. But essentially, like, they bring out the GoPro athletes, and just anyone could join, and they just have activities going on nonstop for the three days. So they have, like, whitewater kayaking and fly fishing and slacklining and mountain biking, you know, and then obviously running in there and yoga, and then they'll have music playing. So imagine, like, Coachella, but, like, with mountain sports. (laughs) It's going to be – I'm really excited. So my race is on Sunday, and it's called the 10K Spring Runoff. And it's essentially, I believe there's like three little climbs in it, um, but it should be really fun. And basically, it's a tune-up for Mount Loon, which I'm doing 4th of July weekend in New Hampshire, which is, it's the USA Mountain Championship, but it's also like the North American Mountain Championship, I think is uh-huh. what it's called. Um, I was so looking the top at that Americans. race. <laughs> yeah. I was. It, it's it's kind of random. <laughs> Is that the six point yeah. six mile? Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. That's the one. And the last then. part is called yeah. the Walking Boss, which is brutal. <laughs> so I might do it just to see how brutal. I mean, I'll, oh. I'll probably be eating your dust, but I might. Do no, it. you should totally do it. And it's yeah. so crazy to think, like, um, since I started Strong Runner Chicks, I've like, I don't know, like, I was at the Trail Championships this past year. I did not do well, by the way. Humidity and I are not friends. Um, <laughs> at Hawaii. That was the two looper. Oh, I, Xterra. I think I remember you at Xterra. Yeah. I just like oh, didn't really okay. say hi to many people that day. I was kind of like, Ooh, this is a, <laughs> I was struggling too much myself. So, but you will rain the day before too. Yeah. Nice. Do and you muddy. remember that? Yeah. yeah. I, I do mud runs and I think I was muddier there than I ever am. than like uh, actual mud runs. So <laughs> Spartan races. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. But do you go every year? Are you pretty loyal to, like, are, what are your favorite races? Last year was my first year of, like, full a full year of racing. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, that was my first time doing that one. So I definitely am going to do that one this year. And now that my whole family knows that I was in Hawaii, they're like, we're coming to Hawaii. <laughs> you know, so they're like, you better do it. Um, but, yeah, I'll do that one, uh, depending on how I do at Mount Loon, if I'm, make the USA team or not, that will kind of decipher the rest of the summer for me as far as what I'm going to put on my schedule. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely focusing more on mountain races this year, whereas last year I was doing more trail stuff. So I'm very excited. I've been working a lot on my climbing and my downhill and, and it's been going really well, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the downhill is one of the toughest parts too. Like, yeah, that top part, I guess, but just like getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, that was what slowed me up was I didn't want to slide down the, the hills. So I got really slow on the downhill. People were holding on to the handrails at Xterra. Oh, yeah. You just I gotta, you gotta yeah. go for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, Let's see. We've only got a couple more questions. I'm not going to hold you too long, but I did want to touch on that post that you wrote about like looking like a true runner and just how Mm -hmm. you were kind of, I don't, I don't know if called out is the right word, but I've had this happen where people are like, Oh really? You're a runner. I would have guessed you're a, you know, a soccer player or field hockey or something referring to like how you look and how that's, Oh, you don't look like a runner. Um, which that fires me up. Like that was the fuel behind starting strong runner chicks. Really. Can you, um, 
yeah, just elaborate a little bit behind like your intention behind sharing this post and what you hope to inspire and instill in younger runners um, on how to be a strong runner chick. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so this was actually on the way to the next terror race, which is pretty cool. Wow. Uh, but essentially I was on the plane and this gentleman, you know, sat next to me and, you know, we went the course of, you know, classic, where are you going? Are you coming home or heading home? Yada, yada, yada. And of course I'm there in my running gear and he's eventually get to the point, Oh, you're going to wide a race. Yes. Um, but you're only going there for, I literally only went there for the week and he's like, wow, you must be a serious runner. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking to try and win this. It's a, you know, it's a pretty big deal and it'd be nice to win. He's like, oh, you don't, like, you don't look like a runner. And it was such a, one of those moments in your life where so many things are going through your head. And this kind of stems, this actually ties in perfectly to the beginning of this podcast when, you know, I was in high school and coaches are like, oh, you know, she doesn't look like a runner. She's washed up. You know, just mm-hmm. it's just that weird stigma that if you don't have that figure, um, that you're not going to be fast. And I just felt like I was going through all these thoughts and, you know, I was like, should I just blow up on this guy right now? <laughs> you know, like should I tell him everything that I do that makes me a runner. Should I, you know, it, which is totally not my personality. So he definitely mm-hmm. like pushed a button for me and within a couple seconds and he, what was funny is he had just told me about his race that he trained for. So that's when I turned to him and I was like, well, you know, that you might think that of me, but you look like a runner to me. And he kind of was just taken aback and didn't know what to say. And then he's like, yeah, it, that's a good point. And I started talking to him about, it. I was like, you know, like I might not look like a runner uh, to you, but that's something that I feel like, you know, needs to be addressed by kind of everyone. And I was telling him about all these female runners and I started showing him pictures of female trail runners that I look up to and don't look like what his version of, mm-hmm. you know, a runner look like. And I was like, and what about you? You trained for this half marathon. You, you know, succeeded in your goal of finishing it. Like you're a runner just as much as I am. Like you put in the training, you put in the time. And he was like, yeah, you know, you are right. And it was such a serene and surreal moment at the same time because mm-hmm. I felt like we were walking off the plane, you know, with a new mutual respect oh, yeah. for one another. And we uh, obviously that fueled me a lot for my race. And, you know, I did the race and I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, I feel like I should share this because that it felt important to me, but I didn't really know how to say it to people. Like, how would you explain that conversation? Mm-hmm. And finally, one day I was on a run and it was kind of, <laughs> you know, the whole Me Too, Me Too movement in Hollywood yeah. before uh-huh. like the Oscars and stuff. And so I was actually had been talking to friends about that in the morning. And I went on this run and I was like, wow, that is so powerful. And I was thinking about the gymnasts too, uh, the USA gymnastics team and what they went through. And I was like, how powerful was it that they just started the conversation you know and that's what most people are scared of is like they let these stigmas continue to live on because they're scared to say something or they don't know how to address it and they feel like it's it's bigger than them and I was like that's why I felt 
so powerful in that moment is because I had the conversation. Like I could have easily not had that conversation and just took it as a loss. And it's like, if we can just continue to have these small conversations and let everyone know that like, it doesn't matter what you look like. Like if you run a mile or if you're winning the Boston marathon, you're a runner. Just like if a little girl is doing gymnastics versus like an Olympian doing gymnastics, like they're both gymnasts. And it's like, we are all what we do. It doesn't matter if you're in the front of the pack or the back of the pack, like you're putting as much time in as anybody else, you know, and you're taking time out of your day. And that's, what led to the post essentially that you know the conversation is the most important thing and all the smaller conversations will eventually you know create the movement and the change but we have to have courage to do it first yes oh so good I love it well you pretty much answered right there what it means to be a strong runner chick and you certainly are so thank you for being a positive role model in the running community uh, and yeah. And just opening up and being honest about these things. Um, cause I think the more that people share them just truthfully and honestly, like what you're feeling or, you know, that same situation on the plane may have happened to, you know, five, 10 plus, it may have happened to just about everybody that's listened to the show. Um, I think we just often don't know how common that is. So yeah, I like how you referred to the me too movement here too. So true. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. uh, clearly it's a different subject, but it's still oh yeah similar still, in a way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. I yeah, I had to mention I had a write up by Xterra called "Run Like a Girl." Um, uh huh. It's on their website. I don't know if you saw that, but it would have been cool to feature you on there, especially because of how you did there. And Taylor uh, Adelsberger was third place, and she's part of strong runner chicks too. So very small world. Awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. I wonder if I met her actually. You may I have. Wonder, what does she look like? Blonde hair. Um, is she in Hawaii? Like she lives there? No, she's not. Oh, okay. I was going to say I met another yeah, uh, lady yeah. that lives there. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I did. I did one article with them post. All right. I may have done another little feature, but yeah, no, I definitely will check that out. Yeah. I, love all that stuff. So yeah, for anyone who's listening, um, how can they connect with you and or um, any upcoming races like other than you've got the GoPro Mountain Games in Vail and mm -hmm. look out for you at the Mountain, um, the Mount Loon race as well? Yeah, I mean, hopefully the World Mountain Championships. Um, and then Later this year, I'll be doing the USA Trail Half, which is in Berkey, or it's called the Berkey Trail Half, and it's in Wisconsin, and then the Xterra Race, uh, definitely. But honestly, if people, you can, I have like a Facebook page, but I'm very, very respondent on my Instagram. Uh, I get people messaging me actually more now than last year, you know, just asking for shoe advice or, you know, what are you doing for this or what do you do after a race? And I, I always answer people at least within a day or two. So if people want to reach out to me, my Instagram is Dan underscore yell, like the word yell underscore a, because okay. it's like Dan yell, because uh, that's, my, that's my name, Danielle. <laughs> Danielle, okay. And then yeah. um, they can check you out on your website as well, correct? What's the link for that? Yes. It's uh, Danny-Moreno, M-O-R-E-N-O dot -E com. 
Okay. And all that, like my email and stuff like that is on there too. So they can reach out to me like that. But yeah, please, please, please like send me a message. I love talking to other runners and, you know, doing whatever I can to do reach, reach out some stuff. Yeah. All right. Any final shout outs um, to your sponsors, et cetera? Yeah. Um, obviously I love Hoka One One. Um, a lot of people call it Hoka One One. Oh, too. darn it. I, I said I it wrong. I'm so no, no, I totally They are amazing. They're my shoe sponsor. I love them to death. And our team is just, oh, they are so inspiring. We have so many studs and I just can't believe I get to be a part of their team. And then uh, Rabbit, who is based out of Santa Barbara, Monica and Jill, you guys are the best. Uh, it's a female-run <laughs> company. They actually are just killing it right now. They just got back from Boston. But what's really cool about them is they sponsor track, road, and trail. Um, and they have, you know, male and female for both. And then so they have the Rabbit Pros, which is the team that I'm on. And then they also have the Rabbit Elites, which is like you can – email them and if you're winning races in your local area like they'll send you a, a kit and you can race in that and I think it's just so cool that they're building this community of you know just all types of runners and then there's the rabbit um just the regular rabbit family that you can also send an email and you know do some discounts and stuff with them uh they they are awesome love them cool thank you yeah. yeah thanks for sharing that that's really helpful to know can i do can i do one more shout out oh yeah for Sorry. sure no, <laughs> last shout out is to my coach uh terry he is just like the most optimistic person i've ever been around and it's just really nice to have someone that believes in me as much as i do and lets me do all these other activities i don't think many coaches would <laughs> let me do that and he's just there a call away all the time and i appreciate him yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much again, Danny, for being on. Um, we really appreciate yeah. it. I know that listeners are going to love this episode. So much good stuff. So much. Um, so yeah. thanks for talking to us. Um, even if you're on the side of the road somewhere, it was a good <laughs> episode. And I hope to meet you Thank in you. person um, at one of these races sometime. So um, you still there? Oh, just froze up. Oh, I got you. Okay. I got you. All right. Well, thanks again <laughs> thank for you. listening. Thanks for um, having me on. I'm going to just say thanks to Strong Runner Chicks for listening to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. If you wanted to connect with Danny, make sure you follow her on Instagram, uh, give her a shout out, go to her website and connect with her there. So sure. thanks again, Danny. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chick.